Well, welcome to this week's session and uh, I really want to talk about defining our self and also talk about at the same time um, defining the space in which you find yourselves as a couple. And I think that this became really clear uh, for me early on in the picture was that I had a definition of who I wanted our life to be and kind of the picture that I saw was going to be our, our end goal as a family. But I hadn't spent a lot of time actually working out um, which part was going to be my contribution and which part was really clearly going to be my partner's contribution. And I think that um, what that led to was both of us getting frustrated that we were, we were aligned as a couple without a doubt because we always used to talk about, about our end goal and what it was that we wanted. But in my head would be screaming, well then why, why aren't you doing that already or, or why haven't you thought of putting that next step into place? Um, how is it ever going to happen if, if you don't you know, start doing those things? And it was so much easier to view the challenges when I was outside of them. So I could see all of Kent's challenges and all of the things that were going to be holding him back. And then he, of course, could see all of my challenges and all the things that were holding me back. And so we spent quite a lot of time helping each other to define what was great about each other and helping each other to, you know, share our challenges or our weaknesses that we'd seen in each other. So it kind of felt like we were moulding each other or sculpting each other, but more like that stonemason that was just chipping away, chipping away, chipping away constantly. And so the challenge came when um, we stopped being able to trust ourselves as individuals because we only really saw us as a team or as a couple. And I think that um, what I find really valuable when I'm working with couples now is to work with them individually and say, well, you know, what is your definition of, of self? What is it that you want to achieve? on your own, on your own terms, individually, what is success for you and then where is that space within your house that is your territory, that nobody else comes near, that you can have your things um, that are going to put you back into that successful state very, very quickly if you're feeling like you've been batted around a little bit on that day. And, uh, and that was certainly something that was new to me when it was suggested by a coach of mine because we didn't have any... Um, any place within our home because it was uh, we at that stage we were living in quite a small environment and so there wasn't anywhere that I could really express me who I wanted to be um, that really suited the style of the place we were living in or suited um, my partner's taste and so it, that was causing a restriction and so I think in in defining who I am um, then meant that I needed some place that I could you know, have the things that were important to me. And as it turned out, we had this, um, this like linen cupboard that had uh, a mirrored glass, like a wardrobe that opened up. And I put all of the things that were important to me, some photos and some knickknacks that I had um, got when I was overseas and just some things that were very important to me that um, aesthetically didn't really suit the environment as I said or Kent didn't like them they didn't mean anything to him and I put them all in this cupboard and when he went out I'd open the cupboard that's all it took so it didn't mean that we had to um, move house it certainly didn't mean we needed to renovate or do anything massive but that little shift started to allow me to play my own music 
open up that cupboard, have my own things to anchor me back to um, who I was and my identity of, of um, what was important to me. And so they're little things that um, it might seem silly um, when you hear them from the surface, but when you apply them, I believe have achieved incredible results for people. So the other really important thing is to, you know, have a centralised area where you can put the goals of what you're wanting to achieve, the next thing that you're wanting to achieve together. And, and have that, whether it be the front of the fridge, we always used to call the magic fridge, and we would have um, a big dollar sign that was broken up into little segments of $500. And, um, you know, whenever we achieved a result um, financially, a portion would go into that, you know, that wow account, and then there'd be a picture of whatever we were saving for, um, you know, next to that, that dollar sign. And so it meant that as a team, if we could save some money um, so that it meant that that could get, grow faster, then that was fantastic. And we started um, out at that dollar sign being $10,000 and then it went to $20,000 and then $30,000. And you can, you can do a lot more when you have a buffer account of $30,000 than you can of $10,000. You know, bigger opportunities for investing started to come along um, where we could be more discerning um, because we had cash flow. And so, you know, in the beginning it was very much we were both employees and we were saving our, our little piddly, you know, <laughs> pay packets that we were doing, putting 10% aside and still investing in our other strategies. However, this was our wow money, the money that either we could save or I could earn as extra commission or, or whatever it is that that I was doing at that time. So it started to allow um, a new identity to grow individually to contribute to that account. And, um, and I think that, you know, another thing that was really important is then when we looked to move, that was a pretty important area that we looked to implement straight away. So the next move that we had, we started to identify clearly what was important um, to own that would grow us in our individual identity. And we still do that at the moment. So the thing that we're working on as a couple at the moment is allowing. And so growing to the next level in our identity of what it is that we want to allow to come into our lives. And this is a great game and I'd encourage you to start it, which is on day one, you're going to have $1,000 which you must spend today. And you write down what it is you're going to spend your thousand dollars on and you each get to spend on whatever it is that you would like. Now tomorrow that's going to double, you've got two thousand dollars that now you can spend on whatever it is that you'd like and then four thousand and eight thousand and sixteen thousand and you just keep on going. You just keep it going and so when you get to five hundred thousand dollars you're starting to think wow what is it that I'm going to buy and and you're researching and having a look at the the actual items that it is that you would purchase as an individual and that brought up a huge block for me on day two. In fact, day one, the thing that I was wanting to buy, when I actually researched it, cost three times as much as I thought it would cost. So I didn't have any um, real idea of how much things were costing, which is classic for when you get to know me. Um, that's never been something that has been a strong point of mine anyway. Um, so that was a really good exercise to go, oh, okay, I might need to look at that in a week or so based on what it is that I'd like to achieve. And, um, and then hearing what the other person would actually buy starts then sending out that energy that you're now ready to allow more money flow 
um, to come into your life. And we've been amazed at how quickly, every time we've um, done little things like this work, you know, the charts on the fridge and, and being aligned. But this one, especially for me, um, I would work far harder to get, you know, Kent something for him than I would work to get myself something for me. And so what we're talking about specifically is you. What is it that you um, identify with as toys, um, as items that you'd never thought that you would be able to have? And let's get a list of those things happening so that we can start to create um, some type of a document, whether it's a PowerPoint presentation or um, uh, Tracy organised for me a, um, a PowerPoint to music of a video clip that I can play on my TV. I had a friend send me um, the best business entrepreneurial award you know, on the internet with all my details and as if it was a news report and things that help you to visualise or, or grow to the next level that then you can watch over and over again and start really to gain that clarity that actually that is your new identity, that is what you're, what you're wanting to create and making sure that you keep that environment really, really cleansed and, and, and clear um, so that as a couple you're not dragging each other down. Alright, so I think that in the beginning as we were spending that $1,000 or $2,000, um, you know, you start to think, wow, why would you spend it on that? You know, like there's so many things that you can buy, but when you understand the exercise goes on and on and on, you start to really get an appreciation, you know, for what that other person is wanting. So I'll get you to do that now. I'd get you to write, you know, on the top of, top of your piece of paper, you know, $1,000 and actually come up with what it is that you're going to buy for for today. Okay well I hope you found that exercise fun and you've come up with something creative that you'll spend your thousand dollars on. Um, whilst we're talking about defining you know yourself and your boundaries and that type of thing the other thing that I found incredibly effective was I went uh, at one stage and I did an on-purpose person um, course and it was a gentleman that had just come into the marketplace um, in Brisbane and was offering it to some business coaches and I sort of went along um, with the incredible offer that they'd given us thinking that oh you know I'd never really thought about purpose I'd never really um, cared too much about you know why it was that I was here I just seemed to be here and dealing with whatever was coming my way at that time and it really opened up another whole segment of um, of thinking about a definition for what it was I was here to to achieve to create to experience and um, you know they highlight there that you know we have a 4,000 week experience that we're you know we're having here on earth and that's the average lifespan and so when you think about how many weekends you've had how many have you got left if 4,000 was the uh, was the actual amount that you were going to live and we started to work out then what was the purpose of us being here and start asking a, a bigger question I guess and I found that you know when I went home and um, and spoke to to my partner about that that wasn't anything that he'd ever thought about either and so we really learnt very early on that we needed to lower our bar on what success was and in defining what was good enough needed to be as low as possible so that we could have a very very strong self-image and I think when when you're looking to define who you are as an individual what's really important is that you can anchor as much good stuff in there as possible 
And so, you know, I set about writing myself um, a purpose statement and um, I followed a little format that was, that was very easy and um, I really want to share that with you in a way that you can sort of understand um, the gist of it, I think, if you actually can hear an example of one. And um, for me, when do I use it? I mean, to be honest, I keep it into the back of my diary and um, I might be sitting you know, with a client and having a bit of a challenging situation and, and judge myself in that role to think, well, I should make it easier for them or I should be um, able to provide more answers or, you know, when that doubt starts to creep in of, you know, should I even be, you know, have this spot or have this privilege of working with this person? And all of those words are just lies, aren't they? I mean, really, they're not even beliefs that I hold to be true, but they seem to creep in. Now, that happened when I had my children and I started looking at other mothers and comparing or comparing um, different assets with people or um, starting to get into that rat race that um, I think we can all be sucked into um, every now and again when we look at other couples and what they're achieving and, and look at what we imagine their happiness level to be and... You know, so there's lots of different times when that purpose statement has come in really, really handy just to get me back on track as to what I believe it is that I'm here to to understand or to contribute or, or something like that. So I'd share it in a, in a very humble way, actually. I'm certainly, um, you know, I don't know how that's going to come across as you're sitting there, but I want you to imagine that you have something like this for yourself and the purpose of it is to give you strength. Um, and courage to be able to keep on moving forward on a day-to-day -day basis even though we understand that in life sometimes there's going to be obstacles and sometimes there's going to be challenges and if there's challenges within your relationship then I have always found that they stem from my perception of what that reality is and so I need to untwist whatever story I have in my mind to be able to bring it back to me and so as soon as I could get this purpose statement really, really clear in my mind of what am I here to do and provided I'm doing that every single day, then I can um, you know, sleep with a clear conscience and know that I'm doing the best that I can. And I think in a couple, um, that's what needs to happen. We need to untangle ourselves um, to the point where we can be individuals and have clear definition of, of what's important as an individual and then really allow that other person to honour that definition for themselves because they are clearly going to be different. So, I mean, ideally, if you could both do one and then share it and accept each other's definition, I think um, that would be an incredible starting point um, for any couple that are going to go through challenges in business at any level. Um, I think if you've got that strength as an individual first, then you've got strength as a couple, then you've got strength as a family, and then you've got strength in business, then that order tends to allow you to have the correct um, ratio um, to, to give you the strongest foundation to grow from. So, um, so I'll just share with you uh, mine. I'll just read it out of here. So it says, I, Kate Osborne, here, hereby declare before myself others and God that my primary purpose in life is to be the best me that I can be, to be both the teacher and the student at all times, to be open to the magnificence of life around me and be a positive influence to all who shall hear, read about or speak to me. I am congruent in all aspects of my life and my light shines clearly from my core. I do this by continually educating myself in quality time I put aside daily to better myself. 
I focus on my multiple sources of income and know that my passion is to be balanced and fulfilled in all areas of my life. I am disciplined and confident when I do the tasks required to have an inner health that matches my outer radiance. I have the opportunity and succeed in shining in all my chosen fields of interest. I have an abundant amount of wealth, health and happiness. I have a family who love me for who I am and encourage me to be all I can be and reach my full potential on earth. I have an inner peace, strength from my guides and a clear purpose I reflect on daily. I have an amazing ability as a missionary of light to allow people to simply be. In my pursuit of balance and happiness, I'm able to travel the world to share and learn all I have. I continue to meet extraordinary people and visit exotic destinations, and I accept that I empower leaders to experience freedom and know that choice is key to allowing one to be. So that purpose statement is obviously quite personal and it's mine and um, it's important that you know, you don't need to ever share yours with anybody and whatever your belief structure is, is your belief structure. And so, um, but the basic format is to understand the be, the do and the have. And so when you, when you know on purpose that, um, you know, my only job is to be the best me that I can be. Now, if I'm doing that within whatever time frame that I'm needing to do that in, then that's enough. And so it just lowers that bar on success. But in there, if I'm to have great health, then it means I'm going to do some daily disciplines to enable me to have that health. And to know that my family, you know, love me for who I am and encourage me to be all I can be, means that I set my mindset to actually hear those words of encouragement. And uh, it was really interesting. I, um, I've, I just realised my parents are um, selling their home that we grew up in so obviously I was there since I think I was 14 or something so there's a huge amount of um, junk uh, that is in this house and memorabilia and things that no human being ever needs to have in their own home but are quite happy to leave them in their parents home so every time we go and visit now we must take something away with us if we want it otherwise it's all going to be chucked out and so um, yesterday as I was uh, dropping the kids off there mum said right come into this room and take one thing and I was looking around the room trying to search for something that, um, you know, meant anything to me. And there was a box there with, you know, Kate's letters. And I was like, what are they? And she said, oh, they're all the letters from when you were travelling. And um, so mum keeps everything. I mean, everything. So um, I said, oh, I'll take those. And she's like, oh, you don't have to take them now. I said, no, I'll take them now. And I spent yesterday morning and morning tea time um, reading some of these letters and just absolutely not even recognising the person that was the writer of those letters. And so I guess, you know, as a, as a 21-year-old, 22-year-old, um, I had this incredible free spirit. I really obviously couldn't have cared too much what other people thought of me because when I was writing these letters I was sharing everything that I was thinking and sending them and circulating them all around the world to, you know, anybody who cared to read them. And I just realised that, you know, I had um, changed that person. There was, if, if anyone had ever um, met me at that time and I'd met them again now and they would have told me what I was like, I would have just thought that was the perception that they had of me. The difference was in reading my very own handwriting and realising that 
you know, through sharing those experiences and um, with very much, you know, a lightness of energy and, and quite a flippant kind of a nature and nothing too serious, I could see the contrast of who it was that I'd become. And I know that people talk about, you know, that you can get this corporate constipation. I realised that, you know, 10 years of, of business had really hardened me up. I mean, to the point where I was probably um, yesterday reading those letters feeling challenged, quite a lot challenged that I had even shared a lot of myself um, with my family. It's, it's a guardedness that had, had come from being in a corporate arena and working in business for a period of time, I think, you know, hardens you up quite a bit and, and can create a bit of cynicism or, or um, you know, where you just don't realise that people um, aren't out to get you <laughs> for a period of time. And I think that if you've been in business for a period of time, you're doing this program or you've just begun in business, I just wanted to share that with you is that if you could get that identity um, out, I mean everything that's on that purpose statement was everything that I read in those letters. And so at some level I absolutely knew that my family accepted me and just wanted the best for me. And yet I think at some stage I'd kind of dimmed that light um, that had shone so brightly as a young person with so much optimism compared to who I am now, mother, two children, businesses, busy. Um, constantly having a, a feeling that um, what I'm doing you know in, needs to be assessed all the time or, or double checked or, or you know judged or, or whatever it was from my own self and so in redefining who you are what's really important is that you get to those core issues of of whatever is um, important to you and for me, being the best me that I can be and playing as large as I can play at the moment is the most important thing for me because I'm unsure as to, you know, what is me and, um, and, and what's not me. And so the only way that you can really realise if, let's say for example, you cause an argument at home, I needed to know that it was me that caused that argument. It wasn't being stirred up from my partner or from a child that I had. Um, I really needed to have that level of ownership on, on who it was that I was being. And I realised very, very quickly that as I became more and more aware of the nature of who I am, that often I would stir up those discussions because I wanted those issues to be dealt with. And the only way they were going to be dealt with was if I stirred them up. And so I think in defining am I being the best me that I can be and, and part of that is being the best wife that I can be, part of that's being the best mother that I can be and asking that question all of the time and then having that amount of um, you know, empathy coming from my partner or that forgiveness coming from my partner that we're both just doing the best we can with everything we've got and supporting each other. Um, and when he sticks up for me, you know, even if it's in front of my three-year-old, I can't tell you what a relief that is to hear those words, you know, don't speak to your mother like that, she's told you three times, come on, come with me, you know, and getting that structure back, that hierarchy back that, you know, I need to be selfish for myself because otherwise nobody's going to be selfish for me. So I need to make sure I do those daily disciplines around, you know, to get the mental toughness, to get the emotional toughness. But I also need the daily disciplines around my health because, you know, I'm the only one who can manage that for me. Nobody else can manage that for me. And being okay to be a bit selfish with a, a space within my house that I can set up as my own. 
and know that nobody's going to go and interfere with that. Nobody's going to move those things. Um, you know, they're, they're my things. And, and then allowing your partner to have that space as well. I mean, the garage is Kent's. It's got his motorbike in it. It's got his pictures up. It's got his things up when he's frustrated or, or angry or disappointed or sad or tired or whatever. He'll be out there cleaning his motorbike with a toothbrush. That's what he'll be doing and, and charging himself back up again. And so it's allowing that person to do that, that type of activity, what's important for them. And then in reading your, um, your statement, your purpose statement, being absolutely crystal clear that you're enough. You're enough. Whether you ever did anything more, ever again, you're enough. And um, I think if that's the starting point where you come from with a very positive self-image, um, then as a couple, you're able then to join those strengths to be able to create more. As opposed to having those thoughts in your head, which we talked about at the beginning, which is, I know what the end picture is, but you don't seem to be you know, doing your share, or you're not doing enough for me. Um, how can we you know, untangle what it is that we want the other person to do and take 100% ownership over our lives, and then anything that they contribute be a bonus? That's the kind of mindset that I found was more empowering for myself. And, um, and then appreciating that person. Having separate holidays maybe is what, what you need to do. I mean, I had a week away. It was the first time that I'd been away from the babies. Um, so, you know, to have a whole week was just unbelievably challenging, I guess, because the first couple of days it was challenging not being with the kids and then the last few days it was challenging to find things to fill the days because I've been so used to running on that adrenaline serotonin um, based kind of um, feeling and then having all this free time feeling like oh okay I've had enough now I only probably needed one day but using that time to really clearly understand what I needed for myself moving forward and you know Kent goes fishing every second year and down to the MotoGP you know so he will have those weeks and you know it's it's probably not as big a deal for guys to go away as it is for women to go away but I really encourage that you take that time and um, and really get yourself to the next level and so you feel topped up and appreciated um, when you come back because that person realizes what a contribution that you actually do make in the household what a contribution you make in the relationship what a great parent you are everything seems rosier when when you've been away and so we definitely try as a couple as well to get away three times a year um, for a weekend just to you know really recharge and, and get clarity on where we're going and so, you know, it's important to have those support networks, um, build trust with people that are able to, you know, have, have your kids, make sure they're fully qualified, make sure you do reference checks, all that sort of stuff if you don't have family. But certainly that's what we've done and found it to be unbelievably beneficial when we look around at other couples that haven't taken the time to um, get themselves topped up first and then as a couple and then as a family and then in business. And so really identify and clearly define who it is that you want to be. Start that exercise of for yourself, what is it that you would like to acquire and, uh, and start a book, you know, and gather the pictures and we will go over that later in the program. But, you know, start actually visualising those things and um, they're certain to be drawn to you. So I hope that this week definitely brings uh, you a lot more joy as you're imagining um, yourself to be enough and to just do what you feel is the right thing to do at that time for yourself 
And so, you know, make this week a really selfish week um, and you'll see that things fall in and around what has to happen. If you are getting topped up yourself on a daily basis, you're more likely to support that partner to be able to top themselves up as well. And we would just take time. So if I don't get get up and out of the house by 5.30 to exercise, it doesn't happen because it's my least favourite thing. And so Kent supports me to do that. And then I find my day just works so much better if I've given myself some time in the in the morning, then he can have heaps of time all through the day and evening to do what he needs to do. So work out whatever your rhythm is and compromise. You know, take it day at a turn or, or whatever you need to do, but talk about it. That's the most important thing. Talk about it after you've defined it and, um, and enjoy the process. And we'll do another one next week. So enjoy your week. Bye.